Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. All right, so, um, <clears throat> this, what we are going to do is very simple. Um, if you are doing message on NKJV, it's fine. Any of the two is actually fine. It's the same thing to them are saying. Just that one. Oh, interesting. NLT is even good. Can we? <laughs> so what we are going to do is that anywhere you see love, right, you put your name there. And we are doing, Pastor Martin has shown me another translation now, NLT. Yes. Oh dear. So, just from verse 4 to... You can do an NLT. Let's do NLT. So, um, I'm going to give the mic to... Daniel. Daniel. No, no, no. I know. I will wait for you to finish the mic. So, you, you put your name there and then everybody's reading we're all reading together i'm just putting him on the spot right so i'll give you my phone some in my house somebody suddenly did not have bible i wanted to do this thing i'm not going to call names we have to give the person a bible okay okay it's yes it's here if i'm all right yeah, it is there. all right so daniel come and read it Put your name. We mic. Everybody together. Put your name where love is. One, two, three, go. Daniel is patient and kind. Daniel is love, not jealous and gossip or proud of the It is not. And it's for me. And let you put on the Daniel never gives up. He never loses faith. He's always so full and endearing. The guy was the guy was just mumbling. Oh dear. Alright, so the idea is that as you are reading those things, even in your mind, you will note that there's there are some contradictions. As you put your name and you put not easily irritated, like you already like know so that like there's Prasha challenge. Never gives up. Prasha is never ne- Prasha never loses faith. Can you imagine? <laughs> Prasha is always hopeful. Enjoys through every circumstance. <laughs> Lovely. No, no, it's, it's affirm- perfect affirmation. Oh, Lord. Lovely. In the version we read, it said, love always seeks out the best in others. I think that yeah. was in TPT. Yeah. So you can do many translations. Do so many translations. the first thing I want to ask is that as you read that in, which one did you struggle with okay no let's do tpt please we'll read the tpt again
you dare. Alright, one, two, three, go. John is large and incredibly patient. John is gentle and consistently kind to all. I refuse to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. John does not brag about my own achievements nor inflate my own importance. John does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek my own honor. John is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. John joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. John is a safe place of shelter, for I don't stop believing in the best for others. John never takes failure as defeat, for I never give up. Hallelujah. It's good affirmation. So who struggled with everything? Let's start from there. Who struggled with more than five? Ori, Ori, Ori has raised his hand. Sorry, let's start. Who didn't struggle with anything? Like you are Jeffrey, put down your hand. Chino, <laughs> you put down your hand. What are you people talking about? <laughs> Wait, who are those that say? <laughs> See, they do Was Jeffrey. it not in this place that somebody asked what will happen to King John Um? Yeah. So that person is struggling with this one. <laughs> eh? It's there. It's Bernard. <laughs> ah, it wasn't Bernard. You need to. Must have been yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah. Okay, love is consistently kind to all. You can say I'm consistently kind to all. No. <laughs> this, this kindness, this kindness is, um, you know when it says um, a new commandment I give you, love your neighbor as yourself, that's the old one. The new one is love as I have loved you. So you know what it means? Love unconditionally. Be kind and gracious and merciful to those who especially don't deserve it. Don't deserve it by me by, by way of they don't care to earn it. They have wronged you and they are putting it to your face. They are not sorry about it. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Okay, so we are we, we this is supposed to be Q and R, so we are ready to take questions. First of all, if you have anyone you're struggling with, it's a good place to start. Already said you struggle with more than five. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, when we did it in my house, I explained that me, I, I tend to hate people from afar. Usually, when I then get to know them, I can now start to like them. But, you know, especially the far, far ones, like, you know, like people in power, I just, that doesn't, yes, right? I also confess that I've prayed for Buari only twice since he was in power and even those two prayers i'm not sure they are the kind that yes they are not for there was no love in them and that's not what god teaches so again questions anything you're struggling with on sunday we took an exercise that people should forgive and it was very tasking i know that for a lot of people they just you know you put some are forgiving you this one 10% loading. So 
please. <laughs> this is the time to ask questions. So it was just like relating to the Sunday exercise, right? And like two two questions. Number one, typically I don't actually I don't keep records of being wrong, guys. I actually forget. But then I see the person, I remember again. Um so yeah, but the thing is that in the moment when you were like, Oh, um, so I couldn't remember. Like I literally could not remember because in the moment I'm just and then it's not until later that it comes. So it's like I don't know it, uh, what's the word? Selective memory or something? It comes and goes, and then there's a sec- the second one was, I don't know. I don't even think I can call it unforgiveness because it's like I-, I don't hate the person. I just think that they're annoying, and so, and so, <laughs> no, it's not like anger or, or anything. It's just the first, like I just get irritated when I'm around you, that kind of thing. So like I don't harbor any malice, but I just don't want to be around you. So what what would you hold that? Okay, Pastor Fedi, do you want to go on that one? Um, I, I think really the, the love work is the Christian work and it's a litmus test to show where our heart is. Um, the invitation to forgive and to love is every day. Is every day. And you, you might even have an ex and when you see your ex and you, 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 you are catching feelings, it's, it's, it's more an indication to what attachment, where your heart is. What I've come to realize sometimes, um, when we have expectations of people mm-hmm. and they hurt us, um, it takes a toll mm-hmm. on our... And quite frankly, it's human to have expectations. Like that lady that came here told us, you can't be human and not have expectations. But the gospel invites us to unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That means a love without expectations. Right? Someone said something so powerful that expectations is the seed of resentment. That the reason why people get resentful towards another is because of expectation. What I think is that if you meet somebody and you feel like I have not walked far enough to the point where I can forgive them, it's, so, it's an invitation for you to reflect over your heart and begin the journey of growth. Yeah. The journey of growth and prayer. And like I said, until we come to the point where we can truly beat our chest and say, okay, it's no longer there, um, don't stop reflecting over how you can come out of it. Right, but when I was reading through TPT, and TPT was giving us certain words, he said, "Don't be overly sensitive." There was, he says, there was. If you open it up, you know, TPT has these highlights. Inside the highlights, oftentimes yeah. is a translation from the original Aramaic. So when it says um, there was this one, I said, "Not do not be. It's not easily retable." Mm. And now when you open it, it says, "Do not be overly sensitive." Right, that means even at that point in time, if you're a sensitive person, you're already seeing that love and sensitivity might just need to work that equation how they go together. Then love keeps no record of wrong, does not keep scores. Right, just telling somebody, I'm counting it for you, you've already started, yeah, you're out of line. Like the love work is really the Bible says that it's by love you will know that they're my disciples. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't use prophecy to determine that we are his. Trust me, some people are prophesying regularly. Their mm. character not be here. Like they will give you accurate, they will see your boxers. Mm-hmm. You understand? Sorry about that. You know, some people see, some people see into the, into the realm. Mm. But the love work is the more mature work. It says prophecy may fail. Yeah. Like, so, you know, sometimes people say, prophecy deal in a church. That, that's the way Nigerians dial. Like, Gaffa, uh, I will see vision. If, if Pastor John just sees accurately, say, your mother's name is Julie, ah. her grandmother is Rebecca. Like, trust me, the next day, Trivers is filled up with people seeking prophecies, right? But the point is that it's not even an indication mm. of growth. Love is. 
said everything else will fail, but love will not fail because by how we love, we know we are him. So it's okay to, I don't expect you to be perfect yet in your love, but we are all on that journey, mm-hmm. right? Every day you check and say, where am I? And you begin that journey of wholeness. It's a daily walk. So for me, give it okay, a shot. Sorry. So are you, are you good? Well, oh. The one about irritation. Irritation. Let, let, me, let me give a story that may relate, may relate to it about irritation. Um, one day, Jesus was invited by a Pharisee to have, you know, just kind of chat. Okay. So when he got there, while he was, while his service was going, while they were doing whatever they were doing, a prostitute came in and began to wipe his feet with or first of all, wash his feet with his hot tears and then wiped with um, her hair and then poured. Okay, she poured an alabaster box of oil, right? And then wiped her hair. Do you remember what the Pharisee Simon did? Simon. <laughs> he spoke from his heart. This man, if he was a prophet, I'm if he was a genuine man of God, he would have known what sort of woman? Was that irritation? Mm-hmm. He, didn't want, she didn't want, he didn't want to have this woman come into this, my house in the first place. Okay, he came, she came because of Jesus. So he probably was expecting you satanic. Get out! But Jesus, the woman wiped her, his feet, washed it with her tears, then poured oil, scent, and then began to clean him with her hair. And then Jesus spoke up and answered his thoughts. So you see, she was, he was irritated at her presence because, he, well, of course, he was hurt. The woman is a sinner. So, but love doesn't do that. It's not like love doesn't know that there's a bad thing, there's a sinner, or that this person has wronged me. But if you read the next verse, verse 5, say, love, love doesn't rejoice in evil. Instead, you see the good in the person and push out that good. So yes, so irritation is a sign of the fact that mm, there's, there's, there's something. So like Pastor said, you, you just know that, okay, I need to grow in this love work or in this area. Sorry, um, I know a lot of people have questions. I saw a former raise in her hand, but sorry, I, I just want to read something from TPT, one of those things that Pastor Freddie was talking about. So if you click, you click the reference. The reference, yes, the notes. So I clicked it to it and clicked myself. Sorry. Okay. Yes, he said, love is not easily irritated. He now said, or overly sensitive, having sharp edges, or quick to take offense. He said, or resentful, or does not keep score. The Aramaic can be translated, love does not stare at evil. Love will overlook offenses and remain focused on what is good, refusing to hold sentiment in our hearts. I'm oh, sorry, resentment in our hearts. Yeah. So, I, it's very self-explanatory. I like when scripture can preach directly. Um, in the circuit on Wednesday, we, we, we danced around the extreme and in a bit to help people, we said, in our opinion, Meanwhile, now that pastors are here, there can be a lot of balance. When we discussed people that are quite, you know, irritable, people that just push your buttons, just 
dial your buttons all the time. We said, what was commanded is love, not relationship. <laughs> yes, that's how we were able to dodge. But it's possible when they bring perspective, maybe that relationship is part of it. But what we said was that you can maintain healthy boundaries, right? But you must keep loving the person. I'm praying for the person. Sometimes the best way, <laughs> sometimes the best way to help your heart is to pray for the person. Because when you truly pray for the person, God will start to work things in you. Right? Please, Happy Life has a question. Okay, yes. There are so many questions. Online? Okay, please. Read online. Let's do one online first. You need the mic. You need the microphone. This issue. <laughs> You're feeling it there. Okay. So the person says, I have an issue with love is not easily irritated because humans don't make it easy. But I think love is allowed to be irritated, not just easily so. Is that correct? Uh, but the person just said, I have an issue with love is not easily irritated. <laughs> but love is allowed to be irritated, not easily so. <laughs> Irritated, just not easily yes, irritated. That's what the scripture says. Love is not easily irritated. Means it means that love love doesn't have a short fuse. God not a quick vex. Now they talk so. Love not a quick vex. No, me say love not a vex. No, I'm serious. Doesn't mean that it doesn't vex. It's not a quick vex. Now they tell you so. Say not smart in the vex. Me say I'm I'm I'm, I'm a, then they say that I'm Sandy. You are not sanguine anything. Stop being Sandy. You are being satanic. You are being carnal. Love doesn't have short fuse. You are not sanguine. You are not, uh, what do they call it, that one? Sardine, sardine. He says it's my temperament. I'm choleric. He says it's choleric. You are cholera. Come on, come on there. He's not, he's not scriptural. He's spirit controlled temperament. He's not choleric. Do you understand? So all those are excuses for failure. No, you are excusing the Adamic or the fallen nature. Don't do that. Love is not easily irritated. <laughs> but what Patrick is saying, uh, the way that I've come to realize it, is that who is loving through me? Mm. Exactly. Or who am I loving in the other person? So, yes. So let me give you context to that. So when, when Jesus came on the scene, he started to teach about something, and Paul started to expand on it. Um, I mean, Paul spoke about um, two selves in a man. Mm. So Martins would call it the Adamic self, mm. which is the way you've always raised and you were learned to be. Mm. And then uh, Paul spoke about your true self. There was something he said about the true self. You guys remember? One K, one K for who can get it? A scripture. <laughs> one K dollars. One K dollars. Naira, please. <laughs> <laughs> Before people quick fast track the thing. But as a skip, no, let me see if you guys can, if you if you can put it in. Like it's, it's, he says something about the true self. <laughs> you don't need motivation, my brother. Okay, I bring the one K. Come, please. Okay, guys, where did he say something about the true self? He said, "Your true self is what is hidden in, in Christ." Christ. So it's as though there is a true self that is hidden that will come to. Now, there's a relationship between the false and the true self. The false self. He said something. Uh, Jesus was teaching. He says, "The false self." There was something he recommended about the false self. You guys remember it? One scripture. He says, "Except a tree." Falls and dies, he abides, he abides alone. alone. 
Right. So the, the false self, uh, the best part, message translation said, the false self, this old life, mm. give it what? A decent burial. Okay. That's what he used. Yes. That the false self is, needs a decent burial, but your true self is living in Christ. Now, the difference is that when you lost someone from the false self, some people call the false self the ego mm -hmm. or the eye of man. Some people call it the, the, the self, but the false self is a self that is not operating in love. So the false self is actually a program that demands certain type of uh, performance. The false self is a conditioned lover. Yes. So the false self meets you halfway. So every time you are loving from your false self, expectation gets in the way, resentment is in it. The true self, on the other hand, is a self that is now the Christ in you. Mm -hmm. So it's saying that the Christ in you is loving through you. Mm -hmm. So the Christ in you is the love with which you love the other. Now, I have a false self sometimes, and so do you. For instance, let me give you, I have this issue. Light in my estate is not very cheap. Someone in my home leaves the heater on. My brother. The false self doesn't like that very much. The false self doesn't, in fact, recently, something whispered into the false self, disconnect her. You understand? Let's live without this heater. Because it runs 24 hours, you understand? My point is this, um, at the end of the day, that the false self cannot, everything you read, the, 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 the false self is impatient, is the opposite. The false self is on a response. It can be kind to a limit. Mm -hmm. The false self, it's, it's pretty much a, not a Nigerian, the false self is a false self. We all carry it. Now the true self, uh, truth, truth be told, when you are having tension with the person, what you hate in the person is not the person. What you hate in the person is the false self of the person. You cannot hate the person because the person is the image of God. Mm -hmm. So that's why God is capable of love sees beyond the false self. The day you start loving, the day you love a person for real is when you see through their false to the true. Mm -hmm. So like every time you're having tension with someone's pride, if you have a friend that is full of pride, that the pride that you're hating is the false self mm -hmm. in the person. So when you separate the fact that somebody is rude, He's, a, he's the false self that is just be, behaving that way. So when, how did Jesus cope with Judas? No, just imagine, Judas did church. You understand? Baba was negotiating the sale deal that year. You understand? And he knew. He, what he did was, at the end of the day, what Jesus did with the false self was pretty much, a, he could see through Judas that, now I read a book called Economy of Scarcity. The man said in that book, it was a lady written in her, she said, why people steal is because most of the times they were very poor. So they, used, they got used to scarcity. In fact, because they were programmed not having, mm. when they got to a point, they wanted more, they started to hoard. There are people who are, even rich men today still steal. A billionaire can steal your 10K. Mm. Like the only reason why he can take that 10K is actually, it's actually programmed because he doesn't know when to stop. Something in him has told him the world is not safe. Mm. So he has to keep collecting, collecting, collecting. Why would Jesus cope with Peter? He looked at Peter and said, Peter, before the evening, but tonight, you will deny me three times. You understand? Trust me, so men of God would have organized a cane for Peter that night. Say, Peter, I see the realm of the spirits, a denial spirit ahead of you. Let's end it now. He saw Peter, but why would Peter deny three times? Peter was probably a guy. Let me tell you, Peter had a self, a pleasing system. Peter was going to please when Jesus was around. Mm -hmm. So long as Jesus was free, Peter was his guy. As they came to pick Jesus, Peter was forming bold man. The moment he saw that Jesus was no longer as powerful, they don't change the Baba, like, his title might not come very quickly. Peter just said, I'm not among go. My point is that, 
No, you will not have a Peter in your life. Peter is only as relevant to you as you are powerful. Mm, yeah. So they are around you for your relevance. Yeah. Now, the point is that Jesus knew that. That Jesus said, Baba, tonight, he goes, I will show you yourself. But he has seen Peter. He saw something in Peter the day he told Peter that upon the revelation of this sonship, I will establish a church. Right? He was seeing the true self, that that sonship, yet he saw through the layers of cowardice. Mm-hmm. He saw through the layers of people pleaser. He saw through the, the lens of the man that wanted to do everything for anybody in power. Mm-hmm. The guy that is hanging around the rich friend, Peter was there. Thomas, ordinary Thomas, somebody's going to, tonight, I'm a, Thomas will say, I'm not going to believe, let me see it. Because Thomas must have been told by his father that they come tonight and his father didn't show up. So Thomas was programmed by the fact that don't take their word for it, put your hand in it. So Thomas, he saw Thomas, you, you are seeing the Thomas now, that is, you are a cynic. Thomas, I don't want to have anything to do with that's what you are seeing in Thomas. Jesus is seeing the little boy that his father broke his heart. The boy that became a man that can no longer trust. There was an event that happened that twisted them out of it in the way that they were. Philip, Philip, to this guy who raised up today, Philip was like, please, let's be realistic. Five loaves and two fishes cannot cover this thing. Numbers like, yeah, how did Jesus cope? Like, numbers don't lie. Like, let's look at data. Let's look at data. So, yeah, the guy was saying, I'm a man of faith, but he has a but to it. Mm-hmm. My point is that if you have met Philip, Thomas, you and I may not want to do life with them. Why did Jesus cope with them? He saw through the false self. The false self is likely what you've defined yourself as. It's the part of you that you know so well, but that part deserves a decent burial. The true self is a, is a reflection of Christ. The true self is Christ. In fact, Paul woke up on there and told us in Galatians, no longer I live, yeah. but Christ lives in me. And when you come to that point, then you surrender the lies about you. So when people say you're impatient, you say, oh God help me. But he said, no longer I. Like, the impatient is the false self. <laughs> so, let us say it's denial. It's the false self you just met. The true self is a lover and is beloved. So everything we do to attain love is the false self. The false self is, is stripped. The false self doesn't know Father's love. So he needs to manipulate his way yes, to attain it. Exactly. You understand? When you enter the true self, do you know the truth? Eh? You wake up one day, you have no anxiety because there is no ambition to make your anguish over. Yeah. You understand? There is, no, there is no insecurity to plague you. Mm-hmm. You can see somebody that is truly successful and you're like, men keep going for the moon. You understand? And you're not having this test of precedence where you're having this positive envy. Aye. Right? You're not there. You're genuinely happy. So the false self... Uh, is the, when you encounter that which you hate in your spouse is her false self. That which you hate in your, in your spouse is his false self. The part that lies is the false self. The part that has dwell, uh, dwell is the false self. The false self is not loved. Does he know Father's love? The true self is beloved. Our journey in Christianity is to transition, is to die to the false self and awaken the truth of our true self. Right? To die to the lovelessness and awaken the truth of love. So that if I encounter you, I will just stay in my head. This false self, eh? God will help him. Like I've rationalized in my head that that which I'm frustrated about is not the image of God in you. It's what culture put on in you. Right? That's why Jesus didn't allow anybody to define him other than I am beloved son of God. So the moment you start defining yourself other than your sonship, you go enter tension. You, if you use your career, tension. If you use your movement, tension. So love becomes easy when the true self is the lover. Love becomes easy when we are part. See, God is living his life through you. That's the beauty of the true self. In the true self, you're not living your life for God. That's the false self. False self is a performer. He lives in the theater of imagination. Like He's just there planning and plotting. So every day your mind is overthinking it. Leave the false self. False self is, believes in condemnation. Some days you say his voice and the fear of condemnation will drive him. The beloved is at home in Father's love. 
doesn't need any approval. Sorry, it's like we don't leave the topic here. No, no, it's the same. It's the same. But the way to get there, there really, so many questions. The way to get there, because somebody should ask that question. How do we now get there? It's very simple. Remember the on Wednesday. Okay, it may not be very simple, but it's it's one way. Um, remember what we said on Wednesday. The Wednesday I taught on this love series. You cannot give what you don't have. So you have to have received God's love first before you'd be able to live from there. So that's actually the cure. Receive the love of God, then naturally. Paul says, sorry, there's something that in the book I wrote, the man spoke about the first half of life mm. and the second half of life. And he said the first half of life is the false self. Mm. The second half of life is the true self. The day you enter church, you know see celebrity and you stay. You've entered true self. Yes. You understand? Do you know, I have one guy, the guy told me that, do you know I'm a member of tribe? I said, you are. I said, yes. But I have two churches. <laughs> yes, so I got interested. Let's see where this is going. You know, I said that, so I have this big church that goes around the corner. There's a lot of celebrity there and people have money. Mm -hmm. But I love tribe. Tribe is easy. So I come when I want to just love the Lord. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> but the guy said, I'm hustling. How do people like tribe don't look like they're going to be contracts? You understand? So he was sincere enough to say, he doesn't know, he doesn't know how deep the pocket is. Guys, I know the pocket. Mm. Maybe deep in it. He doesn't know that part. The brand of God can just give him something. But that's not. No, but the truth is that he said say that the second half of life eh, is when you are empty of that, that perennial anxiety to always want to. Some people don't know that place to so perform, leave. So you know that nobody can, you have nothing to lose because you own all things. Like you are strip your, that which you are when you stripped of everything that adorns you is your true self. So you have nothing to lose because hey, you are loved. You, there is nothing to lose because all things are yours. Like, eh, and you can let it go. Like, please be willing to let it go. Someone said, recently we were negotiating on stuff, and someone said, Freddie, this deal, let's be willing to walk away. That thing was revelation. Yeah, revelation. Don't be, the false self cannot walk away. Hold the thing, say, guy, please, we need to sign. We die here now. Like, the false self is attached because it lives in separation. The presence of separation is attachment. Attachment means that you find meaning in things mm -hmm. and identity in things yes. that are not real. So love is the only reality. Everything else is illusion. The false self is attached to power. I, there's one guy running now. I saw his hand shaking on video. Baba rest. <laughs> I don't know whether to me. I saw that video. The yes, hand was shaking. Yes, no. me and you and I, I saw that. Baba rest. I just felt, if not my father, I go say, please, this is embarrassment to me. You have done it. Like, the hand was shaking. Nobody, because power is his identity. And to not have power He's is dead. to not be relevant. Yes. It's dead. dead. So he will fight till his last breath. He cannot stop because his idol is power. You understand? He cannot stop. And if fame is your idol, you will dance naked. You will mm. trend. Yes. You will go viral. At the end of the after you are viral finished, you, 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 you wake up, the makeup is off your face. You, you need another wear up to keep it going. Like the false self lives in anxiety every day. I told you how someone told me that I need 10 friends to shoot, choose the picture I'll post. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 10 friends to choose a picture to post. You understand? The false self is always keeping scores. It's always in a competition. Right? The false self, uh, when you are dating the false, the, the false self of a person, you cannot show up and be real. As you are going for the date, you are both checking yourself too much. You are checking, saying, how like, you are rehearsing the speech. See, yeah, you, you are rehearsing the speech. When you are in that kind of relationship, you are the false self. Both of you are two false selves are dating each other. You understand? Uh, so yeah, nobody's real in that relationship because this person is checking. Uh, I saw a post. Someone said, "We will pay for the date if you go out." The false self is thinking. In a true world, uh, 
those calls of who go pay, who go pay. You go okay. see two, two lovers, like, I have, I, it's not my business. So if you're a boy and say, the way I work around it is like, you have to meet me halfway. Like, I, I'll pay 50, you pay 50 because it's woman empowerment. You have, <laughs> no. When you start checking 50-50, eh, it's too, no, no, love doesn't do that, you know. Love is always, des like, love is desperate to give. Love keeps moving towards its own. Love, eh, love keeps no record. Love can forget that I bought you Valentine's shirt yesterday. He can Valentine you again today. Like, love is just in that mood. Guys, trust me, that place is intoxicating. Paul says that this thing is a high. When you live in this place, eh, to leave two lovers living together, you will not even have, there is nothing to forgive because you live forgiving. You actually forgive in advance, right? Okay, so I, I, I want us to take numbers so that we have an idea of where we are going very quickly. Yes, Fragile, Ugo, Ore, Happy Life. I think that's four, right? So but I, you're still with the mic, right? Okay, so we'll start with you. Happy life then, three, four. Um, okay, well, pretty much, Fede has pretty much covered most parts. But um, particularly, I'm speaking to um, having to see yourself in this light, right? Always large, incredibly patient and stuff like that. And like you said, if you're not able to see God from that perspective, how are you going to see that in your life? You actually have not seen God in that light of being incredibly patient or, you know, incredibly kind or stuff like that. So basically, my question is, I've, you know, sometimes I then find myself struggling with this love work in the sense that what I'm, you know, sometimes I'll see myself or I'll feel a nudge in my spirit to, to show some more love or something to someone, right? And then I can see contentions in my heart and my mind, and I'm like, why would I necessarily, like I, I could feel at that moment that I'm able to actually, I'm able to actually do it, but then there's this contention that if I've not seen my father do this for me, why should I necessarily feel, why should I necessarily push beyond what I've seen? I don't know if you get me. So when you say your father, you mean your biological father? No, no. Your no, heavenly no. father? Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying, he, I said I've not yes, seen. Yes, I understand, I understand. Yeah. Now, that's why I said, did you, were, you, were you in church that Wednesday when I shared? Okay, I said that, um, please, you, maybe we should go back and listen to that tip. I said that um, we cannot, you cannot give what you don't have. You understand? And um, the Bible said, if... He said, if anyone loves the world, if I said love not the world, not the things that are in the world, then he said, if anyone loves the world, it's not because the person doesn't love God. He says, but the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. That's why. That means the person has not received the love of God. Do you understand? So, and many of us have been sold lies that we bought and have received over the years. It takes time. We have received over the years that God is mean, God, God is easily angered. If you grew up in all, all those churches where you cannot, can be chewing gum. This man is chewing gum. Yes. <laughs> How? So, so, and see the way he's seated in church. So which is the reason why sometimes some, some people come here, maybe you want to drink water, you can't even dare. In the house of, I told somebody one day in, my, in the church, I said, he said, this is my father's house. I said, no, this is not the house of God. And he was like, I was standing at the, what they call altar. I said, this is not the house of God. 
he looked at me. I said, this is brick and mortar. This is the house of God. I said, this place we can, after church today, it's very big hall. We can use it for clubbing and come here tomorrow and lay hands and the dead will be raised. The guy was like, he was livid. And I told him, I said, when I went to Abuja to pastor a church, you know where we're meeting? In a hotel where they have club. So I'll come in the morning and we'll start cleaning dirt and stuff, beer, everything. Anointing will still move. So God is different. You have not seen him like that because, like I said, we've been taught wrong and we have accepted the lies and our biological fathers have not also helped. So many times we see God as the person that our biological fathers, our parents were to us. So it's hard to see God as someone that our parents were not. Do you understand? Yeah. It's hard to see him like that. So what, I, what, I'll tell you, what I'll tell such a person to do is to begin to see God the way the Bible says he is. One of the characters in the Bible that you should look out for who saw God the way he truly is was David. So read about, the sto- read about David, read about his story in the Bible, his accounts, read in the Psalms. Then read about what Paul said. Then exactly read about what Jesus said. Because Jesus is what all that God has to say about who he is. So anything you cannot find in the life of Jesus, you cannot find in God. God became a man to, to reintroduce him, to correctly reintroduce himself to us. That's Jesus. You understand? So now that we have said all that, when you read 1 Corinthians 13, God is not telling you, God is not emphasizing this is what you must do to others. He's telling you this is how I am to you. So from there, you can, now, you can then live towards others. Because truly, you cannot give what you don't have. That's why Paul said the love of Christ constrains us. So we know no man after the flesh. We don't, we don't identify people after their weaknesses, after the false selves. Because what many of us do, one of the things I said that day on Wednesday, I said, okay, I don't remember if it was here I said, I said that truly, the way we treat others is a reflection of our relationship with God. It's a, it's a perfect reflection of how we think God is to us and how, that's how we treat others. So if you, if you come to a point where you realize that God is actually very patient with you, God loves you, God is pleased with you, hmm? and you are intoxicated in that love, you will naturally deal out that same thing to human beings. So that's the key, all right? Do you understand? So God, I may not have seen it like this. It's not because it's not there. So, um, so there's one scripture that helped me many years ago, one principle I work with. Psalm 119, verse 128, David said, I have concluded that your opinion about every matter is correct. Every other thing is wrong and I hate it. That's my paraphrase, but go and read it. That's what he says. Say, I've concluded that your opinion, your idea, whatever you have to say about every issue of concern is correct. Every other way is false and I hate it. So, so when you read in the Bible, and the Bible says that God loves you unconditionally. You have to believe. Jesus said, this is love. Jesus said it. John also said it. He said, this is love. Not that we love him, but that he, this is the definition of love, that he first loved us and then gave his life for us. So Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. Paul repeated the same in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Do you understand? So use the scriptures. Don't just take our words for it. Use the scriptures. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. John 15. John 13. First John, read the book of First John, the love book. Do you get? No, it's really, the, that's it. The John book. Okay, the John book. Yes, the John book. <laughs> I, I just want to add something. Is that 
most of the time when we first come to God, we tend to hear him through other people's voices. We tend to know him through other people's behaviors or other people's interaction. One of the things that we must be deliberate about is knowing God for ourselves. And what I would recommend is conversations. Just talk to God. The thing that they say prayer is, eh? okay, let me not, let's not shake anything. Let's just say, if God is a father, then he wants to have conversations with you and then have conversations with him, honest conversations. Over time, you will start to know how God speaks to you. When you start to know how God speaks to you, in that you're dealing, you will start to understand how God truly is a father. Um, I gave an example in the first sermon I, that was about love, you know, knowing the assurance of God's love, how God gave me an instruction one time to send money to somebody, right? And the amount, okay, let me, this is family now. So the total amount in my account was 8,000, right? And then God said, you send 5,000. Mm. And I'm like, are you, Baba, are you not seeing the balance? balance. And what's going on here? I didn't send it, right? I knew it was God. There's no me. I know. I know God's voice. I know it's God, and I didn't send it. And in the course of that day, somebody then walked up to me and said, "Give me your account number." And I went back to God. Okay, this is why are we? Okay, let me send it now. God said, "Calm down. It's okay." <laughs> so. If you have that kind of experience, three, four, five, six, seven times, you'll start to know God. There was one time I was using Google Maps, right, for my, to navigate. So, and then, and I've heard fathers of faith say that they used to use the Holy Spirit to walk up and down. So, I now asked the Holy Spirit, I said, this, this is what these men use before Google Maps, right? So. But we, we have Google Maps. But I just want to ask you, in your opinion, is this the fastest route? The Holy Spirit said no. He said, take the next right. Hmm. I looked at the Google Map. <laughs> the maps straight ahead. <laughs> I was just driving straight ahead. Just before I got to that place, the map said, we have discovered the faster route. <laughs> take the next right. Ah, I felt bad. I told the Holy Spirit, I said, I'm sorry. Do you know what the Holy Spirit said? He said, don't worry. You're Elena. Right? L- yes, you're Elena. You're Elena. That's okay. You're Elena. Now, the voice we've heard before is that if you disobey God go once, thunder will die, get scattered, everything will scatter. Somebody disobey once. See what happened. You've missed it. You, you hey, do you understand? And then perhaps we've lived with parents that if you make one mistake, they flog you. So, until you now deal with God and see that he's, if God is asking us to have long suffering, <laughs> if God is saying you forgive somebody if he offends you 470 times, uh, a day, 490 times in a day, you can show his number will be like maybe 490 million in a day. He's own, before, God will not tell you to do something he doesn't do. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if God is saying forgive somebody 490, you should know that he too will forgive you 490. Even if we don't, even if it's not more, mm-hmm. uh, if, at least if you say we are like God. If God is saying, for, so I, I can 
have issues with Goforian and 19, they will forgive me. But you won't hear this, right? So, but you probably won't even know this, and you should not even take my word for it. You should cultivate that relationship. When you've seen how he's dealing with you, helping you, knowing that, you know, David said he remembers our frame mm. Mm, and knows exactly who we are and because of that he's dealing with us with mercy with so much mercy with so much mercy so it is in that your personal relationship when you can count one two three four five six ah this god loves me it will change your mindset personal experience let me add something to that as well um when we got when we gave birth to kaima i learned something um, it was very different for me, right? Now, I have a very complicated relationship with my dad before he passed. My dad was a visiting dad, so the relationship wasn't very deep. I could go a year and not call him. I just didn't know that I was meant to call. Like, I was conditioned to the absence, and I didn't know what it was. The vacuum became my normal. You understand? So it was a little complicated, because I remember sitting with a guy that was older than me, and he said he wanted to call his dad to make a decision whether he was going to apply for a... So I said, what are you doing? He said, I want to ask my dad if I should apply. <laughs> no, he was so alien to me. That's how my brother Eloy. You understand? I would be in America and I called them like, I'm, I'm not in Nigeria. They say, I say, I'm le- I left. I'm coming back next week. Like, life was beautiful. Mm. So um, at the end of the day, but I learned something, you know. So I always had this gap somewhere. But the mystery of Kaima gave me something first. Seeing his birth. I just started noticing that there was somebody just in this my space and my t- life that I just seemed to never leave. care. Yeah. <laughs> I would look at him for hours. I was like, oh, he's, he's cute. Does he look like me? I think this is my face. Yeah. My nose. Right. You know, I was, I was having those moments. And I remember our lives changed. Right. And I remember when we wanted to get to, li- when we wanted to leave, we lived in an estate where there was no parking space. Mm. You understand? And I didn't want to have that kind of life. So I decided we we're going to look for a house. We went through estates looking for where to go. Guess who was priority? Kaima. Kaima. Yep. He wasn't even working at the time. We wanted an estate with a park so he could play like play. every normal child. The reason we moved to Body Long Court was him. I mean, my office was lucky, phase one at the time. Lily's office was lucky, phase one. We moved all the way to Chevron so that he could play very well because that was what we saw, the idea of the family we had. Body Long painted that picture for us. So we gave back to the... Literally, everything started to move. Lily designed jobs so she could do home with him because she said she wanted the bonding time. Mm. Like, I, it was just so, such a weird space. And I started to realize when God says, my thoughts towards you are thoughts ah. of good and not of evil to bring you to an expectant that God Sweet. wakes up every morning looking forward yes. to excite you, love you, right? And then I, I, I remember reading now, no, sir, I'm, I've been practicing... Just to watch you. God, not like wakes up. Like just he's like, staring into your face ah! in the middle of the night and saying, yeah, fine, how sure. lovely those dimples. <laughs> like God is excited. Jesus, that's the picture Jesus gave of yes. God. Like God is a loving father. He says, if your dad, who is not very kind, mm. knows how to be good to you, what about your heavenly oh, father? Right? So unfortunately for us, many of us didn't experience love growing up. And that created a stunted ability to experience it, to even receive love. Sometimes why we are not able to receive love is because we, were, we experienced something other than love growing yeah. up. I, I read this article where the man said something that um, an average child needs about 20 hugs a day to, to connect, to cultivate connection, right? Wow. Right, 20 hugs a day. Now, guys, don't worry, God will help us. Yes, <laughs> the Holy Spirit has to reparent us the way we are. But you know, he said that you need about 20 hugs. In fact, that as it for a child, hug is, a, is part of 
is actually part of the development. You're hugging, and, and then they did the research and realized most kids that grew up in motherless babies' home or, mm. or in places where they didn't have the mother or father affection became very vulnerable to drug addictions. Most of them became vulnerable to sex complications. They, most of them just didn't turn out well. They were not well adjusted. So they found that love was the backdrop upon which a child ought to be raised. Yep. I am practicing this thing now. When the boys come to greet me in the morning, I give them hugs. I give them hugs. No, I just say, please come, 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 come. Hey, let me get my hugs for you. So I'm teaching them that affection is normal. Yes. I'm teaching them that don't, because I was very emotionally extinct. You understand? If you say you love me, it is a little complicated. No, 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 don't bring it close. It it does me one kind. Like, you understand? Like, there's a way that I don't want you to be soft around me. You understand? Like, if I just feel like there's, there's something. I just didn't know how to receive it. So now I'm learning the, because after the birth of Kaiman, I started to understand God's love. I was now being transformed in my heart. I found my heart growing larger. So the more I'm hugging them now, I realized that they're okay. So they want to be where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're growing up, my father entered Palo, everybody don't disappear. Go room. You understand? No, the point was that it was like a diagonal. That thing, that mathematics that said they don't meet. You understand? There was a way that it was diagrammatically opposed. Like, I said, the, the point is that if Banfigo touched TV, they won't read. Like, no, it's touched. They were here. My point is that at the end of the day, just the sound of a knock on the door, you could even just feel like, okay, everybody shape up. It was as though your father's presence was the, was the absence of joy. So transfer that, that to Yeah, everybody learned to just adjust, adjust. or tiptoe. Now, with, with one of your greatest deliverance, we'll be learning to wipe off the face of our earthly fathers from God. Learning to wipe that look that God is not your dad, Mm-mm. as no, and the best of father cannot hold a candle to the beauty of the fatherhood of God. Amen. So Jesus painted this picture of God's fatherhood. Do you know till date nobody saw God as a father very easily? They were seeing God as creator. Creator is easy now. Mm-hmm. God, we created. How did we get here in the judge. first place? He was a judge. Go to war for us. Kill our enemies. And Jesus came. He didn't project any notion of God, God's but fatherhood. fatherhood. And it, suddenly it changed before to come to claim God as your father was so intimate that they almost killed him. They said, yes. how dare you claim to be a son of God? Jesus said, that's I am. Mm-hmm. And then he told us, as I am in this world, so are you. So we are sons. But we don't just know it here. That's why repentance is returning to the truth Change of who you mind. are. Yeah. It's coming away from the lies of the false self, embracing the truth of your identity, like coming away from that. So it's, it's called redemption. Mm-hmm. There is an arrow E in English. If you study it well, there was something you lost that you're back at. Going back then. You're back home. You are redeemed. You're back home, you're restored, you're reclaimed. All those arrow E words, you were always a son. God didn't choose you as a son when you were born. Been. So when he told this guy, Jeremiah, now, before, before I formed, formed in your mother's womb, I knew thee. Now, what did you know of me before I was formed in my mother's womb? Because you always existed in God. Mm-hmm. You were always in your father's love. Ah. We were always in him. We were God's dream. So he came, he brought us from love, put us on earth. We manifested in time. When you were born was not when you began. Mm-mm. You've always been. So return to the truth of your being. You understand? That's what this journey is about. It's actually returning to the consciousness that you are always in your father's love. Like, I'm, and I'm doing it now, so I'm learning how to be normal. You understand? Because after living loveless for so long, and this world is starved of love, the entire human relationship is starved of love. Do you know, even politicians in Abuja, I wept. Last time I ran for election, I was frustrated. So it was a love-hate relationship that drove me. I love Nigeria, and I hated it in a way. Like, I hated the way Nigeria was treated, but I love Nigeria. So I found myself going on campaign trail, calling people. I was sounding like John the Baptist. You understand? Like I was saying, politicians, some people should be in jail. They could, they, they should tie, I even, there was one interview, I was so upset. I said, tie ropes around their neck and get yeah. them drowned. Yeah, 
You understand? Like, and I realized, it was like, you're spitting so much pain. Mm-hmm. Because I have seen somebody lose her son's life for 4K. Right? And what's, yeah, 4K. Um, this Jessica, their sister in church, even, they, their sister had an accident. They took her to the hospital. They couldn't get a bed for the sister. They wanted them to buy strange. They were just like a Jessica. They passed the sister. They lost their sister. Right? And it was just like, and then I remember there was someone in the office one day. I, I, I was walking down the stairs. I saw the guy panting. And I was like, are you okay? He said, Freddie, I'm okay, but I have this shortness of breath. I was scared because COVID was around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, bro, have you done two COVID tests? He said, I've had this, I've had this way for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I said, shortness of breath. So tell me about it. He said, sometimes I lose, I, I don't have enough oxygen and I pass out. And the first thing that crossed my mind, like, ah, this boy, this is so hard. So he just recorded in my mind, if I do something about this, right? So I was like, we're going to pray about it. Guess what? They called me one day. He had collapsed. They rushed him to the hospital. So he was literally almost an intent type staff. So he wasn't even on any health type of plan. So I arrived at the hospital. Of course, doctor, 250 here, do this one. They brought like seven tests. You understand? Each test was not cheap. It was looking like you're going to buy a car with that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, after paying for those things, um, they put him on stuff and they started to treat him. And the doctor told me he has lived with some of those conditions for almost seven, ten years. Some of the cure was 50K. Like he had to be on the particular medicine. Sometimes they said he was shortening, there was not enough calcium or iron or something. It was actually nutrients, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what was saving, he's a very talented artist, really. What was saving him was more, maybe if you steal, remove away what you were stealing, let's not even talk about it, the extra billing. But what was curing him was not more than 70K. That guy could have died just for someone not caring enough. And then the worst part of this whole thing for me was that you would just think he was, he's, one, he's, he's one of many. Many deaths in Nigeria today are classified as avoidable or unnecessary, right? Because somewhere we haven't attached meaning to life. So people in Abuja sometimes remove, are removed from their uh, responsibilities, like a child not in school. So love awakens us to justice. If love, if you're if you not powered by love, you can't find justice in society. Say so righteousness exalts a country. So yeah, they say God looks for the, God looks for the vulnerable. God can never look at someone who is oppressed. God is always on the side of the oppressed. Mm-hmm. He is always on the side of the oppressed. And this entire setup, this rigged system, this entire rigged machinery called politics in Nigeria, is actually hijacked. We need, to, we need people who understand love. When, you, when love shapes policies, you would think not just it as a policy, but it impacts in people. This Ukrainian president, Ukraine president said something so powerful. You know, usually you have pres- picture of your president. Yeah. Table. The man said, take my pictures off your wall. Put your family and your kids there. Yeah. He told them in the National Assembly, because I want you to look at the face of your children when you make your decisions, because they are not on me, they are on them. So when you want to cut education, look at their faces. When you want to cut on health, look at their faces. Like he could see that what it is. God looks at us with that eye. God says, I, I, I can't cut the rain because of the, the rain has never stopped falling. The only reason, because you are loved. God knows that he will replenish the clouds be full of rain. It will empty for the beloved. Right, the sun will not dim because of your love. Everything God set in motion, He created Eden and planted you in. Everything you ever needed, God made before you arrived. Yes. Love prepares the ground. We are always in Eden. Now fear carries us come out. So return to Eden, right? This this conversation on love is is God is leading me to say to you: start to cultivate love around you. 
Right? The love you have received, let it flow. Right? Give it freely. Hug is scarce. Trust me, it's scarce. The most unhugged people in the world is Nigerian men. Because homophobia they inside. So they can't even, there is already a cultural fear, like, don't bring it near me, that one is there. Then you now have the other side of not even receiving it growing up. So Ayo was telling us, his father and his mother, Taiwo, that his mother, every time his mother is trying to hug his father, the mother said, feel it, feel it. Like, the, oh, the, the, the man was so romantic. The woman would be trying to kiss him. He was like, oh, you know, I know that picture. It's, if, you're, if you're grown with your, you know how your father says, please, 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 why, yeah, why, yeah. Like, yeah, you understand? Hey, please, please, move the thing. Like, there's something about African man that is like, please don't bring it. It's almost like, you have to be tough to be a man. It's okay, we need to be tough. Men need to be tough. But don't be much emotionally extinct. Vulnerability is not the opposite of strength. You can be vulnerable and strong, and then you're human. All right. Um, happy life. Happy life, your question. Your question. Oh, okay. Um, Pastor Toby, you said earlier on, you said keep healthy boundaries. Mm. So um, I want you to elaborate on that. And um, you can, if you can paint an example with mm. this, um, like a scenario, that would be fine. <sighs> okay. Um, you're taking us back to our house. Okay. Paint the scenario with an example. Okay, so the example we used at um, our circuit was um, if somebody is known to be a child molester, for example, you don't keep them around your children. You, you love them, you pray for them, but at the same time, you don't allow them into your homes. You don't allow them to continue to be a teacher in children's school or something. Yes, so... Yes, so... You can't. You don't allow that kind of person to continue to be a nanny or a maid, you know. So that's that's an example of healthy boundaries. So there are some people who, every time they come around you, they another example will be people continually talk you down or try to destroy your dream yeah. or try to they don't believe in you. It's one thing for somebody not to believe in you. It's another person for for somebody to keep attacking your dream, attacking your vision. So. You don't hate them, right? You keep loving them because like what Pastor Feddy said is their false self, right? But at the same time, if it's that false self they keep projecting all the time, then you need to keep a healthy boundary. So I don't know if that has answered the question. Yes, yeah, so you need to know what, where we left it was that the relationship is not commanded and not everybody gets the same level of access to you, right? Not everybody should know your ATM pin. Not everybody should know every secret about your life. Not everybody deserves two hours of your day. Not everybody deserves 10 hours of your day, even though you love everybody. Do you understand? So everybody, um, Jesus had the, the three, the 12, the 70, the 500, and the multitude. There was a level of relationship we had with all of them. When he was going to the Mount of Transfiguration, he went to the three. There's, there's how to cascade relationship. Love is unconditional. It's different. Sometimes we try to confuse love and relationship. They are not the same thing. I, I hope that helps. There's another picture of boundary. One of the pictures that came to my mind is that if you have an attraction for someone, right? You know, we say it here often that when you're dieting, don't keep chocolate at every turn in the house. Sometimes the love is not so much about you protecting 
protecting the younger ones. It's also being able to protect from putting yourself in vulnerable position where you can be tripped over by your affections, right? And it's also protecting the other person. Like if, you have, if, you've, if you've known, you know, even if, you, if you're at university, right? You have all those girls that used to crush on you. Some guys took advantage of those things. They just know that they were not in love with the girls, but they just said, ah, this girl is into me. Now she's into you, right? Yeah, the point is not, it's not a collecting mechanism. Like if she's into you, the point is that build the boundaries. The point is that she's God's daughter, right? And Jesus will not reject her because she's crushing. It's hormones. That's chemistry. You know, it's chemistry. You can't control some of those things. So it's not for you to indulge it, exploit it, and then discard. Love doesn't do that. So importance in boundaries is your, it's also a wisdom thing, right? It's more a wisdom by wisdom design. Jesus said something so powerful that like he knew the heart of man. He didn't trust himself to men. Because he knew that, yeah, they couldn't handle it. You know that somebody's greedy. You're telling them you have money. No, no, no. Trust me. They will be by awake all night thinking you. You know, they tripped over. They were just thinking, so my friend is this rich, I didn't know. Sometimes it's not wise to tell people what you earn because they can define you less or define you more. Mm-hmm. They, they are not just designed to handle that. So wisdom says, wisdom is what profitable to direct. Right. To love without wisdom is to become a slave to your, like is to also become a bed of prey. To love without wisdom, you become a bed of prey. You wake up one day and you're already consumed in this, by the snare of the father. You're not having to escape. So the point is, let wisdom be there. We already have wisdom. You understand? And if you, if you, you, some guys, you know that you are not very tidy. You understand? I am not going to see a girl. 10 p.m. That's not a night for evangelism. You understand? That night, a soul will not be won. It will be confused. Yeah. So there are scriptures that speak to that. But you see, uh, let me not lie to you. There is a shadow side to many people. They would love you, but know them. The greedy ones, the selfish ones, right? So at the end of the day, there's a sense where you have to be able to also confront people in love. Some people who are not raised with enough affection, they're afraid of losing people's affection, so they, they're not able to confront. Mm-hmm. It's one of the mechanisms in time. If you're afraid of confrontation, it's because you're afraid of people's rejection. Mm-hmm. And it's a deep-seated issue. Because in life, uh, in Nigeria, uh, you must confront. You must. No, you must confront, though. You understand? You must confront. The point is, I'm not asking you to go and fight. I'm saying that there are some points you put your foot down. Because this false self will eat you up. That person's false self is looking out like the eyes. They say the eye walks around the earth to and fro, looking for who to devour. You understand? The false self, you see a story of how there's a, a young friend, there's a friend of ours. His gardener killed the woman he was supposed to marry a month to their wedding. Mother her in Ikoi here now. You understand? Yeah. What are that? You just discovered she had money. Whoever knew that, and she would send him, please go and withdraw money from for me now. Just go and get twenty k or something and give her eight, give the guy ATM card type of thing. So the, uh, the guy was was she she was not guarded enough. She exposed him too much to the well to whatever she had. And at the end of the day, when they kill, they run away with the card. Mm. But who set them up to fail? It says, do, if you do, don't let your liberty cause another to trip over. Now, if you know some people are not there yet, sometimes you give somebody, you love somebody and trust somebody, you give them power. You set them up to fail. Because if you're not mature enough to hire power, you set them up to fail. You meant well, but you are simply misguided. Some great decisions destroyed people. Some loving decisions destroyed people. Because it's like you're giving a car to a a four-year-old to ride through the street. They will crash. So, you know, it's important for us to understand that wisdom is not the 
is not the eradication of wisdom. That love is not the eradication of wisdom, mm-hmm. or is not the denial of the realities of where people are. It is the humble allowance of creating space, making space for their healing, but not becoming the bed of prey. So I can give you space. I can know that you and I are walking a journey of healing, mm-hmm. but I will not. I will not ignore the fact that you're on that journey. Yes. I will hold space that you're being he- you're healing. So I won't show you cigarettes if you're battling with nicotine. I won't do that. Some days, if somebody is battling with porn, they don't need data. Yes. Understand? They don't need data. No, you're right. Although some don't save them for phone, but at least the ones that are not bold enough to save it, it becomes a present help in time of need. We can help those. You understand? You understand? So my point is that you have to understand there's also a wisdom side to this whole thing. Absolutely. So take Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Okay. That's the words of Jesus. Yeah, so <laughs> wisdom and many times you need guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, we talked about it. Pastor Martin mentioned it. He said, he said, even the scripture we read, he said Jesus offered himself by the Spirit. By so, Spirit. yes, you need the Holy Spirit. So, we are still going to take the questions, but because of time, let's take the offerings. Let's be taking the offerings as we are taking. Yes. yes. So, we'll go. We'll go your question. Yeah. Uh, my question, first of all, I will say this talk about love is an interesting one because sometimes when you think about the love of God towards you and then what you're meant to replicate, it looks like the gap is so much. But I was telling you, I know I'm still owing it. There's a book which I read some years back, which is Love the Way to Victory. It is a book which I've read a lot of, I've read some of Ken Hagen's book, but that one for me, helped me and I recommended it to some friends and funny enough while we're in our final year when we were writing what interesting thing happened most people made reference to the book the thing is for me I learn more things stick to me more possibly when I read and one thing with Kenneth Hagin is repetition one thing I took out of that book is the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given meaning it is there. It's there. The question I want to ask is, we are in a Lagos. Okay, okay. for instance, when um, we're in school, it's easy for you to plan yourself. You know, everything is centered around school education. Um, you have some time to do some things. But you get into a different world where you wake up in the morning, say five o'clock, you're on, the, or you're on the road, this, that, and there might not be sufficient time. A whole lot of noise, a whole lot of things, and you get overwhelmed. So how can one balance herself in situations like this? Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. I have practical things I've done before. Um, there's a time I wrote names of five people and I always pray for them every day. Uh, the name has increased now, but just a set of five people. I pray for them every day. Now, at first it was just about praying for people. Over time, you know, because the Holy Ghost now had time to work on my heart, he started to extend beyond just praying for them. He started to shape the way I saw people, not just the people I was praying for, other people. Many times, and we just need to give ourselves to distance. That's what Paul said. said, Give yourself to distance. Give yourself wholly to distance. 
is to say, okay, my prayer time is maybe 15 minutes. Out of those 15 minutes, I'll spend five minutes praying for somebody else. In that time, the things that are happening to your mind, you can't understand them till maybe two, three weeks later. And you just notice that some of the things that used to offend you has just lost capacity to offend you. You will just notice that the things you used to um, get irritated about, you don't get irritated about them again. That's transformation. And sometimes you don't even see how it's happening. You know, sometimes Solomon said, the way we don't know how a child is growing in a woman that is pregnant, even though he wrote that in 2,000 years ago, uh, called medicine now, well, we can challenge that statement. But the idea is that sometimes you don't know how it's happening. It just happened. And Kenegin, too, would say, don't worry about growth. Just keep eating. Yes, that's that's what I that's part of what I know that really helped me. If I want to add to that, um, I think that the, the the practical ones for me is um, like the way I'm deliberately trying to cultivate showing and affirming people around me in terms of my kids' affection, affirmation for my wife as well. Do they need it? I think it's important to also imbibe that. The other part again is that you know sometimes we wait too late to give gifts. Right, flowers are not for funerals. <laughs> um, and we could really be useful. Like, trust me, um, you could send a flower to your mom and it changes everything for them. Right, you could, like, there are some things we've outsourced. Um, what's this thing that the eulogies are not for the dead? Eulogies, yeah. yeah. What about if we start to eulogize people while they are alive? What about if we take every chance to let people know what they mean to us and how we value them and how amazing that they are, right? God is generous with praise on his beloved. Mm -hmm. And with that which we have received, we give. He looks at us, he says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like God whispers to you that this is it, you are, like God affirms us, we should. The other part of it is also realizing that at the end of the day, in conversations, um, look out for a good report. Wherever you are with people, don't be the one that nails the coffin. Always give a window of possibility. When someone says, ah, this person is rubbish, said, well, I think maybe when you get to know them, you might think differently. Why don't you ask them why, you, why, why you're feeling this way? Like, don't, don't push people to their worst versions of, the, of themselves. Don't help people become the beast. Help them come back to who they're supposed to be. Right? In listening to conversation, look out for moments to, to spark love into that conversation, inject love. When people say, I'm not doing it, don't, when your mom is reporting your dad, that's not the point to come and say, this thing is doing, I know, I've been seeing it since, no, now. Understand? You know, unfortunately, African mothers, sorry, black women, because it happens in America, just seem to sorry. Um, guys, let's be real. So the point again is that, no, most, most, most black women sometimes end up using their kids to wage civil war they on their ex-husbands. Because sometimes the pain is so much that they know the way to get this man is to lose this child. Mm. So the, the child is caught up in a civil war between the, the both parents. And it's now, they'll be using each other. Some men do that too. You understand? And some men will be looking at their child through the prism of, through the scope of a rifle. Like, I know you're for your mother. You're against me. Right? Some of the things I really believed about my dad, when I grew up, I realized, okay, maybe not all were right. But as a child, I didn't know any better. I just lived my life. Right? So sometimes, sometimes we must make room for the fact that people are on journeys, right? So give gifts, be generous with praise, eulogize people while they're alive. Flowers are not for burial grounds. 
They are designed for the living. Smell the roses while you're still alive. Give the roses while they are still alive. Right? It's a simple way to love and a simple way to live. Color the life. Take people out. You understand? Like, let, let's celebrate people. Let your colleagues, if they're having a bad day, it's not a time to tell them, Miss, if I'm tired, I think the way it's going. No, no, no. When somebody's giving up on this nation, maybe hope is all they've got. That's not the time to kill the hope finish. And say, Putin is ready for us. So Bari has gone to talk like everybody else. Putin now say we won't get spoiled. You understand? You've, you, only you have added. See, love doesn't do that. Love doesn't just spark the flame of pain. Love brings the, perspe the perspective of healing. Love doesn't just keep the cold. It lifts the ashes. Love is actually about bringing life, light, beauty. Right? Let that be your reflection. Okay, so if I get your question correctly, sorry. Um, um, well, you, you said, and you said this is personal to you. So, like, maybe when you, we were in school, um, you have intense, maybe, prayer time, study time, outreach, and those things. And now, the practice of love and stuff. And now that Lagos, life has happened, you're in Lagos traffic for four hours sometimes, you're at work, or you're busy. Kind of, yeah, you just get so, so how do you, I get so caught up, and of course, when you get so caught up on those things, you begin to become um, not sensitive to this other aspect, right? Now, um, we make, sometimes we, we live like this and we treat God that same way. We expect that in our relationships, every moment must be intense. No, you will stifle that relationship. No relationship grows like that. Where, so we expect that, ah, oh, I remember when you got born again. Every time I pray, two hours, oh. You expect to have it like that forever and ever. You won't grow. So even with God, God doesn't do that with you because he knows that you won't grow. So every time I close my eyes to say, Father, I'm in heaven. I'm seeing angels. He's showing me visions every time. Brother, I'm alive. doesn't happen to anybody because you won't grow. Do you understand? But relationship many times is built even with, yes, even with friction as well. So, so a lot of people put a strain on their relationships. Couples, you no, know, say, ah, not, it's not as exciting, that thing they call chemistry. So I always tell people, chemistry leaves. You must make, you must make, inten you must be intentional about sustaining it. All those vibes and electric sparks, don't worry. Then go come out. But you, love is not that. You know one definition I, get, I picked up about love many years ago as a teenager? It says, love is an ocean of emotions. Surrounded by expanses of expenses. Love is an ocean of emotions. Surrounded by expanses of expenses. You know where we stop? Ocean of emotions. chemistry. That's what spoils relationship. So we treat God like that. We treat our guys like that. Our babes like that. The expanses of expenses is there. Because love is sacrifice. That's where the expenses, expansion of it comes. Do you understand? So now that you are so busy with every other thing, with life, with raising your kids, let me tell you, you'll be very irresponsible if you are a mom with four kids eh? and you used to pray as a single woman four hours a day. Every morning, you wake up in the morning, you pray from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. You, 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 you will raise bad kids who will resent God. That's what you do. So that's why those days, as when we were younger, they say, why pastor children always they spoil? Because their parents never parented them. They were doing ministry. 
Have you read about John G. Lake's children? Yeah. They're doing ministry. Yes. So you know, ah, and he's a pastor's child. And she's a pastor's child. They don't have time for them. They say, no, I face God. Why do you have kids? If you want to face God, don't have, that's what Paul said. Don't marry, don't have kids. So now that you have those other responsibilities, hmm, just know that, see, God is not an insecure person. God, no, God doesn't feel bad that, ah, for five days now you have not prayed. You have not even said hello. No, it's human beings that behave like that. God loves unconditionally. You get the day you come to him, it's as though you never left. Ah, oh, my God, what's up? Um, I read about was it Charles Spurgeon or the other guy that wasn't educated? He prayed and studied every day all his life for 45 minutes prayer and Bible study. Dear Moody, and shook the whole world that he, a particular queen was always afraid of him. 45 minutes every day prayer and Bible study. But you know now we have rules. You pray one hour a day or you must give God 10% tight your, your hour, your day. Two hours, 40 minutes. How can you be a Christian? You don't read the Bible all through, throughout a year. You are the one putting yourself under those pressure. So the prayer can be two minutes. It can be five minutes. The Bible study, sometimes, sometimes um, I sit down to study my Bible the whole day. It doesn't happen always. Sometimes I just sit down and say, let me read something. And then before you know what's happening, four hours has gone. But it doesn't happen always. And I don't feel bad that, ah, okay. Let me, lastly, there was a time that this thing was going on, uh, praying for one hour. It was a big deal. It came from one preacher, let me call his name, from the US. Um, one hour. So it was a big deal. So one of my favorite Bible teachers said, one time the guy came to him, they were talking. And the guy just asked him, so how many hours do you spend with God in a day? He said, of course, he had been thinking about this. And truly, when that thing came to Nigeria, all this prayer, what kind of thing is this? I was very uncomfortable with it. But he said, so as the man asked him, the guy, is, the guy is his friend. So the guy became a bestseller with that book and everything. But he didn't want to knock the guy. But now the guy brought it to him and said, so how many hours do you pray in a day? Or how many hours do you spend with God in a day? He said, I just looked at him. Oh God, help me. What do I tell this guy? And I said, he said, God, just quicken my understanding. And I said, 24 hours. And he was shocked, like, huh? Say, yeah. Say, how many hours do I spend? Do I have to pick how many hours I need to spend with my wife? So I spend all day with my wife, even when we are away. I'm thinking about her. I call her. I do all that. That's all day. So that's how we should be with God. So even when you're in traffic, you're driving. You get, even when you're running down somebody, after you are done, spend time with God. Because the Holy Spirit will be there to tell you, ah, I can't, you shouldn't have done that too. That's communication, that's prayer. Say, God, the guy just, the guy marsh line, I say, I just give up. But I'm not supposed to, I shall, not good. I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm sorry about that. That's prayer time. Do you get it? But we want intense. As I came out of the, pr I prayed yesterday and God showed me. Next week, this is what's happening. I prophesied about this word. You are happy that you prophesied people will die. That God showed you people will die. You said it. It's of you to cancel it. Do you get So put it into proper perspective. You see, I have another question. One of the reasons I said that. Okay. Sometimes it's in the real world. Because sometimes you get surrounded by just Christian friends. And it's easy to love. Yes, yes. But you get into a world like your work is. And like like somebody said, everybody will be talking about bad about something. Yeah. And it looks as if guys join the conversation. Don't participate. Like, <laughs> Don't join. So it's in the real world you get to 
practicalize, especially us with unlovely people. Sometimes they don't see you. Sometimes I keep asking myself, why did Jesus so surrounded by so And he didn't have this his self-esteem deal with you, right? No. He was still Jesus. And we find ourselves in we want to separate ourselves from some people because we will ask what to Sometimes in the real world we get to live out this blog, especially this blog that wants to believe that. Yes, sir. Salt is effective outside of the salt shaker, not inside. Okay, fragile. Fragile. Was Freddie will lead us in prayers afterwards? So actually, um, I had three questions and they've all been answered. But I'd like to share something. Um, When we were told to read the scripture, um, I I struggled with practically everything. That's why when Pastor Mate was, you know, making a comment on my I was laughing because I practically struggled with everything. Um, But there was a part that really caught me and the part that says... um, in verse 4, um, it refuses to be jealous mm. when blessing comes to someone else. Mm. Um, Pastor Martin and I, while we were riding today, we had a conversation and we're just talking. And then somebody came into the conversation, you know, and I just said, Oh, I don't, I don't like the person. And he asked me why. And I realized that um, the major reasons. Or the, I mean, I gave him an answer, but like when I sat back to think about it, I realized that the major reason I do not like this person is that we've been in a competition and he's won. <laughs> so um, I am in an industry, I mean, a highly competitive industry. And um, um, when I raised my hand to ask this question, I was going to ask, like, okay, uh, this is the kind of industry I'm in, you know, poetry and how do you navigate it? And while um, while the questions were coming and the answers were coming, uh, I think practically three of you answered. And um, it was just an, a re-echo of it, um, a teaching, you know, Pastor Fedi has been teaching here, which is um, identity. And I realized that the reason why I do not like this person is because I had tied my identity to these competitions, and I real and I and I said subconsciously said, subconsciously said to myself that I was not enough as far as this person kept winning these competitions, and so there was no way I could be happy, or I could like this person, or I could rejoice if this person. It's so bad that even in things that do not directly involve me. Wherever I hear this person's name, I am just upset. Like, oh, a major milestone achieved by the person has absolutely nothing to do with me. Might not necessarily be related to poetry. I, I, I'm not just happy. It just uh, ruins my day. And it, it just took this scripture to actually just put it in perspective. Like, this, this was it. You know, this was it. And um, this was a me problem because I'd given excuses, I'd said, this is my issue with this person, this is what this person had done. Um, Even as far back as, um, or as just pretty recently, um, engaging in conversations that would would justify my feelings about this person. 
And another thing I realized was um, there would always be, if you are looking for justifications for, you will find it. And I'd always found it. And it was more detrimental to myself than the person because I'm not sure this person knows how I feel about him. Okay, I've said the gender. I didn't mean to. But yeah, that's, I just thought to share that. So no more questions. Hallelujah. Okay, okay I, I want us to read the scripture then Pastor Freddy will lead us in prayers. Um, Psalm 139. Um, Ugo showed us the scripture on Sunday from verse 17 to 18. I just want to say to Fragile too that it's it's a thing of identity. It's a thing of identity. And one of the things that you must understand about God is that God prepares enough for everybody. In God's preparation, one person does not need to be displaced for another person to rise. There's this thing that they say one person needs to go down for somebody to go up. That's nonsense. And if you study scriptures very well, God talks about thrones, right? God talks about crowns. It's not he didn't do it's not a game of dancing chairs where there, there are more people than thrones. <laughs> or there are more people than crowns. God has enough prepared for everybody. Many times our job is just to find ourselves in what God has done. And shine our own shine. There's no shine for everybody. So Psalm 139, I'll read in the TPT. David here, like Pastor Martin, you know, explained that David understood this thing. David said, he's talking about God. He said, every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I wake, when I awake each morning, you are still with me. So God is focused, passionate, and is intense in his love towards us all the time when we know that we know that we are truly loved and we can rest in that love we can rest in that assurance hallelujah can us pray um the first prayer i want us to pray is when we're talking god was staring in my heart um that we want to learn to experience god even in the spectacular and in the simple things um, and Ugo, that was something that God reminded me when you were saying, sometimes we've seen God in the miraculous. And we don't understand that, that there is a miraculous even in the mundane. That even while we're sitting down here and having this God time, God is moving in the hearts of people and people have been healed. That they are not rolling on the ground doesn't make it less true. So that God will open our eyes today. The first prayer is on how do we unbox God? How do we come out of the experiences we've had that have become the limitations of what we see? How do we allow God to take us to the ad- ad- adventure? Right? So I just want us to make that a prayer. The first prayer, Lord, I release myself to the unfolding. I release myself to that which you want to do even in my life. Today I surrender. I completely surrender to that which you want to do. I don't want to precondition you. I don't just want you to say, come in this way to me.
Sometimes you're looking for God in the in the you're looking for God in the wind, you're looking for God in the in the flames, but God comes as a still small voice. So Father, we're praying that you will heal us from every false image of God, the image of fear, the image of the fearful father, the image of the God who is distant and removed, the image of the God who is angry all the time, who is always in a bad mood, that we live in our fathers of love and affection. We're also praying tonight that God will teach us to see ourselves through the lens of our true self, that you will begin to see yourself as your true self, and that God will also give you the grace to see others as their true selves, so that you can be able to see that they are forgiven, and you can also, also see that you are also forgiven. That Father, the things that we hate about people are not the things that God has made them into. God did not create area boys. God created us as royal priesthood. In his imagination and his mind, we are always sons. We always belong. There is a crown upon our heads. So, Father, today, may we see ourselves through your eyes. When you see yourself through the eyes of God, you are an immortal diamond. Like God says, you are a diamond. You are not a snow-covered dunk. You are not a pool. You are not a trash. You are your Father's delight. He says there is a treasure in eating vessel that the excellency will be revealed, that there is treasure in you. There is a treasure that God has planted inside of you. God looks at you He says you are worthy of my affection you are worthy of my validation you are fully approved by me so you can no longer see yourself other than how God sees you. Today embrace the truth of your being finally David prayed that I have tasted and seen the goodness of God. Today may you, may God begin to fill you with the thirst of love may that goodness fill every space May you constantly feel the aroma of his love. May all around you be the halo of his presence and the aura of his affection. Lord, we want to be filled with your goodness. We experience it. It is a delight. It's delicious. Father, we want to thank you that you have revealed yourself as the good father. You alone are worthy Let's rise as we worship and praise. And all my love. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.